Record Shop is a digital collectible platform for music NFTs on the Flow blockchain. Hey fam, this is Redbird here from the Record Shop community team, and I am happy to welcome you to our podcast. We are sharing our live content here so you can stay up to date. Subscribe or follow now to keep up. Today's episode is a recording from our summer 2022 Women of Web3 Twitter Spaces series and features DJ Rap, Mentor, and artist on Record Shop platform, Shafali, Mentee, and new artist on Record Shop's platform, Emma Waldron, founder of Wild XYZ, Ornella Reed, talent coordinator at Bankless, and it was hosted by Nick Dietrich from the Disco Fries and Record Shop, and of course, yours truly, Redbird, aka Lisa from Record Shop. All right, we've got everyone up here. Welcome. I am really excited today. Uh, let me just give a brief intro of what we're doing today, and then I'll pass it over and we'll introduce each of our speakers who are up with us. So we are diving into women of Web3 and really having an open and honest conversation about our journeys and what um, what is inspiring us as, as women who are really working to be new in this space, to really push boundaries. And we've got some really, really fantastic speakers to come up and talk about their journey so far, what they're building, and what they are learning. Um, this has all been sparked back in uh, March of this year. We did a mentorship program for women, and um, we did four sessions with these five women who uh, submitted tracks to us. And Shafali here is one of them who's up on the stage with us. So we'll talk to her a little bit about that mentorship program. Um, and DJ Rap was one of our mentors. And we basically did these sessions to talk about the music industry and how it is for women, um, how we can differentiate ourselves. Rap gave us some really great insights on being your own boss, uh, being a girl boss. And uh, now we're bringing it a little bit more public and we're talking about the Web3 side of that more. That's what we're going to do today. So I'm really, really excited. Um, again, my name is Redbird. I also go by Lisa. And um, I've been with Record Shop uh, as an employee since about November. Um, but I joined actually as a user of the website first back uh, during the very first drop. I heard about Record Shop and I thought, wow, this sounds so, so cool. Um, this concept of music and NFTs, and I hadn't really seen that in the space yet. And I wasn't really active with many other projects. Um, you know, my husband had gotten me into Top Shot a little bit, and then hearing that there's this music version of Top Shot, uh, that got me really excited. I got really, really into the community. Um, I was posting multiple times a day. I was spending actually <laughs> felt like more time in the record shop community than I was doing my actual full time job. So I figured what the heck, I'm going to reach out and see if I can get a job there. Um, and that is sort of my history and how I got connected with Record Shop. Um, I actually moved from an IT role at a fitness company to doing music NFTs. So really strange journey for me, but I'm absolutely loving it. Um, and for me, honestly, one of the things that really drew me to Record Shop was seeing a lot of powerful women on the team. Um, we have Paula is one of our co-founders, 
um, you know, we had a, quite a bigger team at that point and there was lots and lots of women on it, which I wasn't seeing a lot of in NFT. So that was something else that really interested me. Um, and we are really focusing on women um, in our pack drops. We've done a women of dance drop that was specifically about women um, and featuring them. And DJ rap was one of those women in that pack. Um so that's something really, really a huge passion of mine and uh, very happy to say our whole team is really committed to that. Um, and on that note, I do want to pass it over and introduce uh, my other two co-hosts really quickly before we move on to our speakers. Um, we've got Nick on from the Disco Fries, who's on with us uh, every single Twitter space pretty much. Um, again, like I, I, one thing I absolutely appreciate and know that we need, we need men who aren't afraid to bring up women and showcase the talent of women. Um, and I feel that Nick and Disco Fries do this really, really well. So I just want to shoot it over to you, say welcome. And uh, if you want to do a quick intro. Hey, Lisa, thanks so much. Uh, yeah, Nick here from Disco Fries. We are a dance music duo that uh, has done uh, quite a bit on Record Shop. Most notably did our Friends of Fries pack that uh, sold out um, right at the top of the bear market for nfts we dropped that pack and um luckily got a ton of support and uh, i see a bunch of collectors in the audience here today um i'm really happy to be part of this and um i'm gonna be taking a little bit of a backseat today and, and doing more listening than talking and I'm, I'm really excited to do that for a bunch of reasons um one because we're we're huge advocates of women in the dance space and uh feel it's uh, a vital part of moving our community forward. Um, aside from that, I'm a girl dad, so I'm just an advocate for women, you know, championing uh, anything they want to do, whether it's music, the arts, or, or anything in between. Um, really just supportive of what you guys are doing and, and excited to be part of it uh, and support any way we can. Um, and obviously talking all things Web3, I'm just really interested to hear everybody's thoughts and, and excitement around what's happening what everybody's up to with activations and um again like if there's any ideas we can offer on the artist side or strategy specific to record shop uh that's kind of what i'm here for today so uh just happy to be part of the convo awesome thanks nick all right i will pass it over to dj rap and then shafali to just give you a quick intro and uh maybe if you want to talk a little bit about that mentorship program and your roles in that as well dj rap Hey, how are you doing, everyone? Uh, nice to talk to you all, and thanks for inviting me, Lisa. Um, uh, so basically, uh, Ben, thanks for that, Nick, too. That was really nice to hear um, as we support you guys, and we appreciate that. Um, so uh, I first started working with Record Shop um, quite a while ago. I've been designing uh, content and packs and <laughs> a bunch of collectibles, and there's a whole lot of stuff that's coming out, and we started, kicked off with the Women in Dance series, and that was wildly successful, and I'm really happy to have had so much support from everybody with that. More importantly, then what I'm doing, though, is um, my passion for supporting women who are starting out in their careers or are interested in this space. And I know that this space can be really scary for people because the moment you mention the word NFT or Bitcoin comes up and people start freaking out and it's really the most exciting, creative way and it's not what you think. So hopefully what I can do today is for anyone who's sort of starting out can just share a little bit of how I'm using uh, Web3 and how I'm using the, the Web 
space in a way and have been doing so for the last three years in a way that's truly exciting and the best way I can explain it is everything else is one dimensional and linear and this is just like a multifaceted diamond there are so many ways you can be creative in this space and really get you creative on and and that's what I'm here to do today is to hopefully you know make you ex help you get excited about it rather than be fearful about it it's got nothing to do with Bitcoin and all that stuff I mean I mean you know there's ties but at the end of the day this is a truly exciting way for you to expand and reach an audience that you know you maybe wouldn't be able to do and what I love about this more than anything else is it's completely breaking down the barriers that are stopping us as artists having control of our own art creativity and how we reach and market to our fan base and so I'm truly excited to be here and share that with you guys today um, I also want to say before we move on to Shafali, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with rap, she does basically everything all herself. Everything you see that she does, it's all her. <laughs> so she is just like powerhouse, a businesswoman. I, I am. I personally just feel so lucky to have met you through doing the this mentorship program and gotten to know you better. So um, really, really appreciate everything, and I can't wait to hear your insights. Thank you, honey. I haven't slept since 1988, but that's okay. <laughs> I need sleep. <laughs> uh, Shafali, welcome, welcome. Hi, how are you? So good to be here, Lisa and Gareth and Nick, DJ Rap, awesome to be with you. And Ornella and Emma, an honor. Um, I got to check out your platforms, and they're so awesome. I think Ornella even did a course on your platform already. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm Shafali. I'm one of the record shop mentees. Um, I had sort of an early version of my career as a vocalist and a remixer. And then I had two little ones and was in a startup and then came back as a producer and vocalist. And um, my journey with record shop started when they posted women in dance mentorship and just seeing those words women in dance was in dance music was such a a catalyst for getting me excited that for the first time there's an organization a tech company actively looking for people doing what i want to do with my whole life so when i saw this contest i thought you know there was some background with what was going on in my life at the time but it was just like a sign to just go from zero to 100 percent and the last three months have been nothing but creating animation illustration um and music for this project and then of course uh, lisa and dj rap mentioned the mentorship program itself was like rocket fuel dj rap and uh juliet Sikora and Vassi and Obi, the founder of Record Shop, gave their time up for the five of us to hear about Web3, about, you know, how to make a career for ourselves in music, the hustling, the just every aspect, because as, as Nick and other people know, it's huge to know, understand this as a business. So each of those sessions, I have pages and pages of notes and, um, it, it was just like the biggest impact in my career. And coming in this stage uh, to the industry is a bit like 10 years ago when you were the first people on, on digital platforms. And it's like a community would form around SoundCloud or, or um, any of these tools that the technologists were coming out with. And it feels like that exciting right now, like early on in Web3. 
So it's just like the perfect marriage of platform tech and music and art. And and it's so exciting to see collectors in the audience. Like I saw Phileas and and Nuno and um, they're all, everyone is such part of the community that it's, I think we can all help each other out and learn from each other. And it's been amazing. I don't want to go on and on, but obviously I'm excited. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. And Shafali, I, like, I just love that you've really taken this opportunity and like, you're going, you're going ham. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I actually just saw the, I got the NFTs back from record shop from everything I created for the upcoming drop. And it was just like pure magic. It's like, getting a prototype returned to you that you designed for a long time and seeing how it's going to enter into the world. So I literally just saw that 20 minutes ago and I'm, I feel like I could float and fly in the air. I'm really excited. Perfect time. I just was getting a call. All right. I'm really excited now to pass it over to uh, some new faces for us here at Record Shop, Ornella and Emma. Um, I'll start with Ornella and just the innovations that you're doing in Web3. I'm really excited to hear it. Could you please introduce yourselves to our community? Sure thing. Hello, everyone. And thank you, Lisa, and to all the Record Shop team uh, for having me today. Really excited to be shared um, my journey and a story, hopefully that someone can relate to it. Uh, because uh, as coming from the music industry and in the, in the pandemic times, like everything was very difficult on terms of, you know, events, everything canceled. So during that time, uh, the rabbit hole started appearing and I really got deep into it. I was actually like looking for ways to do like a music festival um, through uh, WebXR, and that brought me to Discord, uh, got me learning about music NFTs, later on about Record Shop. So it's been like a really parallel voyage since 2020. At the same time, uh, I went through this down the, through this rabbit hole. Um, I learned, you know, a lot about Web3 and what it was, what it meant to be bankless. So at the moment, uh, what I participate and I collaborate most is. Um, is a, a bankless DAO, which is a steward of the bankless movement that teaches kind of like how to be financially independent and how blockchain technology can give us can give us uh, tools to actually you know thrive uh, financially. Uh, so that is like one part of the voyage. Now, how this mixes up with music is interesting because at the same time I was learning about Web three. I've been, you know, following everything that Record Shop has been doing, how how you guys have been really working towards bridging these two worlds together, you know, like the crypto world, more developer side of you with the more um, artists and, you know, the broader community that actually wants to learn and is very intrigued about everything that's happening. But as, but as the year up said, like, it could be very overwhelming, to, you know, with all the information that's that's available and so, so quickly. So what you guys are doing is great to actually like link and be a bridge to onboard more people to, to the possibilities that Web3 has for all of us. Um, and in this voyage at the moment, um, it's great that Ashifa, um, Shifali, you took the course. Um, I, by participating in Bankless DAO, I am part also a project that's called Bankless Academy which is a platform where you can take lessons around basic concepts of Web3. Like what is a, 
what is a blockchain, what, how to take care of your wallet, wallet basics, what is DeFi, and different topics. So uh, on my profile, you can check um, the, the link and uh, you can learn about uh, the processes of, you know, the foundation of blockchain that is always important in, in this Web3 space, especially for, for artists and musicians. Like we don't really, we all, you know, like travel um, on planes and, you know, we drive cars, but we don't sometimes know how they really function. So this is kind of the same. Um, in the end, in the future, we can see that everyone will be using blockchain at, at a different scale, uh, but you don't really have to know every single detail. So. Um, what we try to do is kind of teach people how to understand it better in a more friendly way. I love that. And obviously, um, being women and knowing just the financial um, disparity there is across the world and uh, for what women make and, and the dollars they make compared to men, I think it's really interesting. So I'd be really curious as we continue this conversation, um, your thoughts on that and how crypto um, is able to break down some of those barriers. I'd love, I, I do really want to dig into that. So um, we'll make sure we get back to that. But I, before we get there, I want to make sure we come say hi to Emma, who is the uh, founder of Wild XYZ. And I'm really excited to learn more. I've did tried to do a little bit of research on Wild XYZ, hopped in the Discord, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so secretive right now. It's so stealthy. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's so great to be here, uh, and I love what you're, you're doing for women in the community. Um, so thank you so much for hosting this and for, for inviting me as well. Um, but yeah, I'm a founder of Wild at XYZ, um, and Wild is uh, essentially like a life simulation experience. And what that means is like the sims of the metaverse. So it's a place where you can go, you can form connections with people, you can join groups, um, and you can have a place where you can go and serendipitously bump into people and, and meet people and interact with them in a virtual world. Um, and the reason for this is because we are, there's like 61% of Americans that are lonely, and you know the unhappiness uh, level has like doubled in the last two years. Um, and so there's a huge problem uh, where we're feeling like there's a collapse and a corrosion of, of culture and social network infrastructure in real life. Um, and so we're spending more time online than ever before um, and finding it really, really difficult to connect with one another. And so we wanted to solve that problem. Um, and so for me, I, I know a bunch of you have spoken about like what are the, the parts and the elements of Web3 you're most excited about. And, and for me, it's being able to really uh, re-architect value. Um, and so one of the problems we see a lot of times with Web2 companies and the limitations of Web2 are, are really centered around the business model. You know, there's a lot of conversation and talk in the media about how centralized platforms are profiteering from our data and how we are the product. Um, but very little is, is kind of spoken about how the time, the effort, the energy that goes into creating content for these platforms, um, you know, the hours making dance videos and liking tweets and reading blogs and, you know, that that time is worth something um, and that they're profiteering from our, not only our data, but also our our uh, time and our effort and uh, and that as well. And without us on these platforms, you know, the ideas wouldn't spread and, you know, followers wouldn't form. And, um, and so we wanted to create a place where everyone is valued for their contribution to the world and to the ecosystem. And whether that's as a community member, whether that's as a creator on the platform, um, and then just because of the, the nature and the, the, you know, of the Web2 business models of like advertising and clicks and um, views, um, that causes there to be a, an optimization for density of followers and virality versus like depth. 
And so a lot of times we go on and we're, you know, we're uh, architecting our tweets, let's say, uh, around what's going to get us the most views. And so we get this high of like, oh, I've got this many likes or this many retweets. Um, and then, you know, we turn off our phone and it's like, well, we're feeling that sense of loneliness, you know, the, the low after the high. Um, and we wanted to create a world where people could share um, physiological experiences and where they could deeply connect around, uh, you know, different um, interests that they have and have um, kind of context for deep conversations that essentially make us happier um, and then, uh, you know, allow the monetization layer uh, and the underlying kind of value layer to exist through blockchain and um, really um, the sale of, of assets that allows for ownership of these assets as well, unlike in other games where it's owned and controlled by the um, by the games themselves. So that's a little bit about me, what we're doing and kind of the, the catalyst or impetus for for what we're creating at Wild. Wow, I love, I love that. Um, sorry, well, I'm like, <laughs> I was taking notes while you're saying that um, because I, like I said, I was trying to research but didn't see much. But this is, um, the thing, the big thing that is coming up for me is that community piece. And, um, I do want to maybe pass it over to DJ rap too, who has been really working hard on building a community, um, using, I think more traditional platforms, but she's really been coming into web three space, uh, rap. How have you been finding that transition from, you know, traditional, you've just got people listening and not really participate, being able to participate to being able to really connect, um, one-on-one -on -one with your fans? Um, I think that for me, uh, when I moved back to England, I think I've been here three years, but about five years ago, I first started doing a stream on a website and on my own website. And I always wanted to have something on my own website and not be reliant on social media platforms such as Facebook and et cetera, et cetera. It didn't go very well and I made a lot of mistakes and I learned a lot. And it was frustrating because the technology hadn't caught up with what was in my mind. <laughs> so it was very, very difficult to do. Nevertheless, I kept working on it and building ideas and writing them down and thinking of what I would like in this a sort of DJ rap web space that would be a free space that was unconnected. And then, you know, uh, I made the move here to permanent and I started cataloging all my records and and I thought I'll be really good to stream some of these records at some point and then the, the lockdown happened and COVID happened and I was just in this perfect position and absolutely ready to go trigger drawn to stream and so I used that uh, to parlay uh, in a way, because I've been away for 15 years. So I used that to introduce myself back to the community by doing these constant streams on YouTube, vinyl records and doing all this stuff. I mean, obviously I could play all the modern stuff and all of that, but I wanted to go through every genre and do that. So that's how I started um, just doing these heavy streams, which have had millions and millions of views on my YouTube channel, which is awesome. So then Pate doing something on here and I thought, well, this is perfect because, you know, I've not had a lot of success doing this on my own website and, you know, I, I you know this is perfect this is the platform I can actually do what I, what I did and it took me I think about six months to actually get it together on their three months of planning um, because putting content out has to be thought out it can't just be I'll just do that and it's all about consistency and it's all about the long haul it's a marathon not a race so you know it took a lot of planning like how do I want to deliver this content do I want it to be digital product do I want it to be physical how can I sustain this for the rest of my life which is how I looked at it and and the main goal was what is 
the antidote to the loneliness that everyone, myself included, was feeling during this lockdown. And I decided that my mission statement in life was going to be to build community through music. And it's literally that sentence. So I stuck it out with Patreon for two years and basically learned as much as I could. But then I outgrew the platform because I felt frustrated with the things I couldn't do, like create coupons or try now for free and, and you know, offer people uh, uh, experiences. And I, again, found it a bit too linear to what I was doing. So finally, I found an amazing web developer on TikTok called Chris Claflin, Klaff, uh, if I can say his name right, that would help. Um, and I'm happy to share his contact info with anybody else. And I explained to him my vision and what I wanted to do on my website and that I wanted to be completely freestanding and that I wanted to create experiences on there where, you know, I wanted to invite subscribers on, on uh, win a trip with me to every festival that I play and because I'm creating a YouTube channel right now. So uh, a show right now, but I'll get to that in a second. So he basically said, OK, we'll create this website. And then we did a lot of soft. Uh, testing with my tribe members. I mean, there was a lot of polls. There was a lot of, I'm very interactive with my tribe daily. Um, I know every single one of them by name. Um, I'd like to get to that point with Record Box as well with the Discord channel. I'm just starting to dip my toe in the water with that, but I'm just so busy with the actual tribe and my subscribers that it's, it's a process. But what I found is that it was worth all the mistakes that I made and all the trials and tribulations and how difficult it was to get to this point where everything runs like a well-oiled machine or you know I, I know what I'm doing the, the the goodies are it's all perfect whatever can be automated is automated and so now it's like okay now I've got that under control what's next um because the thing is with me is I'm the type of person that just completely can't keep still with it I'm constantly thinking of new ideas and way to to do stuff so I think again the nft space is perfect for that um I think that the biggest way um to do this is to make sure that you are remembering why you're doing it so you have a reason okay so for me the reason was how do I create community something bigger than me what can I do I've had all this success and I've done all this artist stuff and that's great but as I'm nearing and as I'm getting older uh, the things that are more important to me now is creating something that's bigger than just my career and how can I make this whole uh, vision continue and parlay into a, a career that will last me till I'm you know till I die basically because um, believe it or not there will come a point in your life where you won't want to gig as much or you will but it'll be different um, you know we get older things change um, so for people with families or for people who have other commitments or can't tour or for even if you do want to tour I think it's important to think down the road about what you want to do and how you see yourself doing this as a 70-year-old, 80-year-old and how can you grow a business that's a laptop business that essentially means you can travel and live on a beach if you wanted to or live anywhere in the world and how can you, you know, then change this into something that brings people together and not only brings them together but incorporates them so that they feel that they're part of the experience every step of the way. One of the things that I feel very grateful for is that um, more by luck than sheer uh, cleverness because I'm not that smart but really by luck I just was constantly having the conversation with tribe members and, and polls were great like I read up on how to do a poll and how many should you do and how simple should you keep it and how many questions so I did three major polls basically just asking people like hey how what would you like to see me give you and uh, I'm thinking of doing this and would this interest you that was the three questions I had on the initial poll and then the second poll is was okay great 
now I know what you want. What would you feel comfortable paying for that? And, you know, what would, how often would you like to see that content? And when would you be ready to sign up? And, you know, they had a basically now, later, or maybe never, you know, and they had, it was three simple questions. And the last part is I'm sort of ready to go. Um, here's the memberships I'm offering. Here's the gifts that come with it if you sign up now. And so it was every step of the way they felt involved. I even asked them what they thought I should do for the artwork, what I felt they should do for the, for the goodies that they, they they have the tribe tell me what they want and then I deliver and it's all good. You know what I mean? So I think the important thing, if I'm going to boil this down, is to get in touch with the people who are supporting you. Now, it's very difficult when you're a really big artist to do that because you can't spend hours and hours every day answering every single fan and, and getting on there and responding. It's just impossible if you've got like, it, it, it's, it doesn't mean no one cares. So what I wanted to do was find a space where I could do that. And in the tribe, they get all my attention, um, you know, on my website. And by the way, the tribe is on my website. If you go to djrap.com, you'll see it says join the tribe. It's one of the tabs. And then you'll see what I do there. And the content is anything that I want it to be. Basically, they get set content every Monday. Um, you know, they get their goodies four times a month. And basically, it, it depending on the tier that you're on, the tier starts at $2.99, which is less than a cup of coffee. And then it goes up to $14.99. And then you've got the VIP tour, which is £100.99. Uh, uh, pounds a month and if you want to take your time to have a look and then you'll see what they get but they get everything from uh, privatized merchandise to obviously they get mixes um, video mixes mp3s free music access to my whole music catalog they get personal zoom hangs they get personalized merch they get personalized dub plates created for them they get personalized piano concerts where I will write songs for my VIPs that will never be released and they just get to see me playing the piano and doing a singing concert for them uh, they get access to my archives and they get access to music that will never be released and so they are really given everything I've been lucky enough to document my whole career and it's a 40-year career at this point so they get access to footage to demos to dub plays just it's a crazy amount of content that I've got and that I'm just so excited that finally put it somewhere because what's the point of having this whole amazing career and not having to be able to because you know if you think about it when you put a record out it's it's so linear it's like it goes on and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way but let's look at what happens it goes on Spotify it goes on Beatport it goes on Juno it goes all on those digital platforms and they really see a record and all they're seeing is that no one has an idea of the artistry or the content whereas if you do you know my like my collectibles like reimagined that took me basically five months to create the video uh, that goes with the whole hour-long experience. I created all the visuals, so it'd be great for gamers. You could just use the visuals, or you could just put an hour-long of music that I've remixed all my tracks, and not all my tracks, but because I've got like 20 hours worth of tracks, but the point is a whole hour's worth of tracks that have been remixed exclusively for the NFTs to go along with these visuals. And then I've split them up into packs, and inside each pack there's like a hidden track that's never been released, like one of them's got a track with me and Ronnie size or someone's got a track with blah, blah, blah. So there's so many ways you can be creative. And then I've got digital art that's never been released and footage. So for me, the thing is this, if I'm going to boil it down for you, find your tribe, 
stay close to them and communicate with them as much as you can. Even if you can't answer everybody individually, pop in there, say hi, do that stuff. Let them know that you're engaged with them. Secondly, have them be engaged with your content. It's really important they feel like they're part of a family and community because if you don't care about people, they're not going to care about you. And that's really the truth. And if you're really just doing this to be famous, those people don't have very long careers or, you know, it, it's more about, it's bigger than you and what you're doing. It's about what's in your heart and what the you universe gave you to express to everybody and that's what it is and the moment we forget that it's a gift and we just start thinking we're sort of entitled to it, it bad things happen uh, so you know it's like it's really important that you come from the right place you know I can't tell you how many times I've met new artists and they're like yeah but okay so we're going to play you know at your night whatever so how much am I getting paid and I remember thinking god you know for the first 10 years of my career I didn't get paid I carried record boxes I broke my back I broke my balls I did everything I could and I you know I, I didn't get paid for a long time it was never about that it still isn't uh, the money will come so that's the second thing and the third thing is to get flex your creative muscles because there is no lack to your imagination so anything you can think of doing if you want to sell art with your foot on it do it <laughs> you can do it you can't do that on people you can't do that people don't go on people and get the full experience of the track with the visuals or you doing a video talking about your experience in a studio making that track i mean i think if people knew how much work we put into this they might value it more than they do on spotify where the spotify people just make the money and you really don't let's face it whereas if you could put a little video saying this is my process this is how i made the track and it took like a month and i left it alone and i went back or this one took five minutes but this is what took ages the mix down and oh my god the frustrations and you set up a little gopro just talking about that stuff and this is the things i do in the tribe and people feel like they should support me they don't i never ask anyone for money but people will send me their donations because they're like you're doing so much for us we just want to do this so that, that's sort of my experience with this and how i'm using it and that and how i came about it i don't even know if that answers the question but i hope that that gave some insight to all the things you can do yeah thank you i don't know if that answered the question either but we that was a great <laughs> tangent. Well, <what? laughs> I don't even remember what the question was anymore. <laughs> What's that? How am I using this in that way? So, yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And I want to open up to the rest of the women who are here. Uh, I don't want to have to, you know, um, push it in a certain direction. I feel like there was a lot of things that Rap just mentioned that fell in so well with what everybody else is working on right now. I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. Yeah, I think it's super interesting to think about like what is, what are the benefits of Web two or sorry Web three that Web two doesn't allow. And I think uh, Rap spoke so uh, so beautifully about how the ownership element is super important, um, and how building bonds with communities is also super important. And I think when you when you look at, at companies even like Kickstarter or you know uh, Patreon as you mentioned as well, there there are very primitive uh, examples of people supporting your art. Um, and then what Web3 allows is like, not only are they supporting you, but they're really deeply rooted uh, in your success. And they become like your digital marketing army on the ground who are just, you know, rooting for you, supporting you, giving you feedback, because when you win, they win as well. Um, and so I think that that level of connection and depth um, allows for so many beautiful, um, you know, experiences, whether it's like co-creating with the community or whether it's feedback from your community. Um, and like, how awesome would it be? Like, if you think about, say, someone like Billie Eilish, 
um, you know, it's a, it's a really good example of how actually when you become more famous, it becomes a net negative experience for your true and early fans. You know, when Billie Eilish first started, she'd be in a room with like 100 people having conversations and having, you know, uh, autographs and photos after a show. And now those people who were early supporters, there's no way to differentiate them. There's no way to segment your audience and reward them for their participation in the community and um, to be able to maybe even group people who have similar skill sets or interests in the community. And so there's a lot of lost opportunity because if you think about how we actually bond in real life, it's usually around shared interests. So it's either, a, you know, you go to a talk at a, uh, you know, uh, a certain ta- uh, thought leader is giving or you go to yoga or you go to sports or you are part of a club or you go to a university or you're in Web3 or work or something. And so aggregating around shared interests is super important and building that community and having it being, um, you know, more participatory versus top down. Um, and I think, you know, Raf mentioned also about these like larger corporations like Spotify. And I think, um, you know, taking the ownership back and, and controlling your your asset and your talent is so important. And I think to, to bring this to the kind of women level as well, a lot of times we've seen with the Me Too movements, the when there is a, a huge, um, you know, delta in power where somebody else holds the keys to your future success. And this is partic- particularly true of the arts. Um, you know, whether it's uh, musicians or, um, you know, uh, actresses or even founders, like female founders, where you rely on somebody else to give you the money to be able to have the opportunity to, you know, have success in your career. And very often times you've given up so much to be able to have that opportunity. And so with being able to fund your career, fund your company through the sale of token, through the sale of uh, NFTs, it allows us to really uh, evolve past this gatekeeper, you know, power dynamic, which very often, as we've all learned in the last couple of years, has been really um, a, a very difficult uh, experience for women in, in a lot of ways, as they say, uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. So I think there's so many beautiful um you know, uh, reasons why NFTs and smart contracts and ownership and, you know, being able to have your community fund you are so important. And it also means that if you think about the concept of a thousand true fans, you can have a small niche creator who has a very small number of fans be able to earn a living doing what they love by just having, uh, you know, purchasing social tokens or purchasing NFTs. And it allows for global distribution as well. So you're no longer restricted whether that's in the sale of these assets or even just working for companies. Like if you think about people who are living all over Europe now working for Web3 companies, earning the same as you would if you were in Silicon Valley, it really means that you're no longer restricted by geographical location or proximity. It's a much more open market. You know, you could be living in Norway, uh, be a musician, and then be funded by a community of people on the other side of the world in Australia. And I think that that's, that's phenomenal. It's the power of Web3. Uh, um, and so, yeah, I think totally agree with with everything Rap was saying yeah i love that uh emma and dj rap what both of you said um, about the platform and um the community and i just thought i'd share just in this little bit of time being involved with a record shop um discord channels and everything learned so much about um the purpose of creating the art in the first place with previous platforms, you kind of had to just put your head down and you're on this journey as a producer to just get better and better and hope one day I'll make something that is to a good enough standard that it connects with people. But with these 
um, Web3 communities and, and speaking directly with people. It's like the collectors are the collaborators and there's um, the purpose becomes much more, uh, it comes early on. So I can see how people might share a rhyme they thought of today. And instead of it being this full-blown song that they had to create and then I appreciate, I'm appreciating their thought process, their story, their process of getting from A to Z, you finally get all the letters in between of the creative journey. So I've noticed just talking with collectors or other artists on the platform, you get to share your story more and then you get to include their story and your story. So just like this amazing collaborative experience um, that I don't think existed before. We didn't have such access to that. So the advice DJ Rep gave on really engaging the people who are interested in not just your style of art or music, but your story. What do you stand for? What are you trying to say? That um, you can actually reach these people much sooner. You don't have to create a hit record and then pray that somebody finds your music. It's more like here they are looking and here you are wanting to serve these people in some way and be part of the same conversation. So I've really enjoyed that in the community. Those are great thoughts. I'd love to throw it to all of you guys because something we talk about internally at Record Shop is um, not only what artists are most excited about, but also what those particular artist fans are most excited about. Acknowledging the idea that every fan base is different, everybody's motivated by different things, um, but I'd love to hear from all of you or who's ever, you know, most interested in this um, as to what is most exciting for your particular fan base. Is it the music? Is it the behind the music? Is it uh, what rap was talking about with kind of polling the fans and them having a bit of a say in what you're doing? Um, would love to hear from everybody on that. Into it. Ornella, I'm pretty sure you are part of a DAO and you might have a little bit of a different perspective that um, I'd also actually really love to hear. I, that's something I want to learn more about is DAOs and how that actually works. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this conversation is super interesting to me because, uh, you know, like uh, Chief L, the app and Nemra, like from the artist's point of view, um, I've been doing for the past few years not at the moment because web3 kind of brought me down into the DAO lifestyle <laughs> um like bookings and management uh for the electronic music industry for, for for a long time uh but yeah that then paused with the pandemic uh and it's fun to see how the new possibilities with blockchain technology um are helping many people uh work or you know, do things with a purpose. I think that's a word, a term where all of three have mentioned here before. Um, serve, you know, a community, work towards your purpose and use your superpower, right, to like level up and then create value that can be distributed equally. And also, you know, once you help grow your community and you get that feedback, as Rap uh, mentioned, then you can, you know, bring that back over to to a loop and create like a, an infinite loop of, of value generation. So that is to me one of the most amazing things that now I see is kind of like 
moving towards the music industry 100%. And it's very fun uh, and amazing to see how Record Shop is, is helping that happen. Um, how this, the, the technology will connect, you know, as, as she falls, as like people from all over the world, like in Bankless, the first month when I, when I joined the DAO, just to give a little bit of context, it's like 26,000 people on Discord server with around like 2,000 contributors from all over the world. Like I've been in meetings where we're trying to sync people from China, right? Like Singapore, then passing through Nigeria. A lot of friends from, you know, different countries in Europe. Um, also like Argentina, Chile, where I'm from, South America, um, and all over to the to the east and west coast of the United States. Even I once had a meeting like with a friend from Hawaii. Like the space is incredible. We've never been so connected and so um, pushed towards you know like collaborating with a purpose. I think that is one of the most important aspects in DAOs. So living through this Web three phase is has really like helped me kind of see, okay, now that I've learned how to contribute and in the biggest human coordination experiment ever, right? How can I provide value back to my passion that is music? Uh, so now I'm kind of seeing it all come together. Now I have the skills, the tools, the coordination uh, of Web3, and now I can come and bring this over to the music industry to help it, you know, thrive in a different way, to actually, you know, help an artist uh, learn about blockchain. And with that, the artist can go and teach their audience because as an artist, you can learn, right? But then you also have to like learn it in a way so simple that you could explain your grandma, right? The same you can explain to your to your audience, like, you know, this is Web3, these are the initiatives, like there's NFTs, there's uh, all these types of interactions, and I want to teach them to you because that's how we'll get more people onboarded, onboarded uh, worldwide. It's great to see that, as you mentioned, uh, Lisa, there are no barriers for doing this. Um, the community, well, when once you find it, uh, really kind of pushes you to be the best version of yourself to learn together because no one can tell you how Web3 is is like right we're all learning at the same time this has literally never happened and i mean everyone like women um men you know and people from all over the world doesn't matter where you are we're all learning at the same time we have all probably done different starting points depending on our on our you know maybe education it could be but at the same time it, it's web three so everyone is learning all over again and that is something very interesting to to see how it it's going to develop in the future years so excited to to apply that DAO coordination layer to the music industry whether it's through I don't know for example a DAO probably labels will become DAOs you know or or the other way or DAOs will create the standardization for probably labels in the future or a festival can be a DAO you know the thing is that now we have systems that we can use to capture the value that everyone creates and distributed in a very uh, different way. And that's amazing. I think if I could just add to that, I think that's beautifully said. I actually wrote it down in three sentences. Purpose, superpowers, create value. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is that when you boil it down. And to answer your question, um, Nick, about... Um, I think I think it was uh, the question was roughly about what what do we think our fan bases want? I mean, everybody 
has a different fan base, like you were saying. But one of the interesting things that I wasn't prepared for um, was how many people don't actually, uh, how can I say this without sounding weird, um, they don't want necessarily anything but to support. Um, there's a lot of people who just feel like, it, for example, my fan base, which grew up with me, we're all a certain age now. So a lot of people are like, you know, um, I can't join the streams or the Zooms or that because I'm working, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, but, you you know, you're paying for it. And they're like, yeah, I just feel like I should support. You've given me so many good memories. So sometimes it's it's not what you expect. Um, the other thing that was unexpected, which I do want to say, is when you are creating projects, be clear about the projects, almost like, um, what she just said, in a way, about boiling it down to three things, purpose, your superpower, and then creating con uh, creating value. If you just think, oh, I'll do all of this stuff, you've got to sort of be a bit organized because otherwise you're just going to end up with, you're an artist, you want to be artistic, but you'd be shocked at how much admin being an artist is really about and how little of that becomes in the studio or how little, and it becomes difficult. So I think it's really important to really think about the content you, you do before you agree to do something that's continuous um, and make sure you're creating something that, you know, a lot of people don't think about the results like, oh, I'll do this and the winner will get this. But then you don't sit there and think about, well, hold on, how much admin is that going to be? So really think about your projects carefully. Um, because as artists, we tend to be sort of not so pragmatic. And sometimes we could just get emotionally excited about something and just say yes to it. Um, so I I would just say to anyone doing this, like one of the great things about doing this is that um, it's not only about what your fan base wants, but it's a chance for you to be, like I said, so creative and do things that you've maybe never thought about doing before. And one of the things that I found that was unexpected is it's it's dovetailed into a bunch of other um, uh, gifts that I've had that I could now do and work for anybody else. I'm a social media marketing person. I'm a video editor. I know how to do a podcast. All these things that I learned in lockdown, how to do streams, how to set up GoPros, how to do this. All these other things you may not realize, but you will suddenly have this whole arsenal of tools because of the technology that we have now that we can use. Because don't you remember how streaming started on this little phone? And, you know, now it's so different. I mean, I use a Blackmagic switch box it's incredible i don't need to edit any of my videos because i edit on the fly whilst i'm streaming um you know and i've got beautiful 4k videos that are just just edited perfectly without me doing anything so i mean it's it, it the chart the thing that's unexpected is these extra um skills that you'll that you'll learn as well so you know you could all end up you know you, you start off as this tree and then you end up with these branches that are just all these different things and i think that's why this space is is also unexpectedly interesting because it forces you to think about different things instead of just like, well, I could do a show or I could just put a mix out or I could put this. And your fans might not expect you to do these things. So you've also got to dig deep within yourself to find out what you could give value. It, it's like, for example, a lot of fans didn't know I played the piano. So when I started doing piano concerts, it was just a shock. You know, and, and so sometimes it's not just about what your fan base wants, but it's about you thinking, I should just try this for a month and who cares if it looks silly and who cares if no one likes it, but let me try it. I, I might be really good at 
um, playing the keyboard whilst I'm doing gymnastics on my head. Who the hell knows? Uh, but it's worth giving it a shot. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about the unexpected stuff that happens when you're when you're dealing with your fan base, as well as the the typical expected stuff with uh, creating value. That's it, really. That's that is such great points. And the only other thing I wanted to add there before we move on was that aside from the skills, which is incredible to add to the arsenal as an artist, um, like today I thought about it because I had a call with a company called Loom Cube, which basically makes lighting uh, for live streams. But all these other brands that you then can get attached to and promote and get sponsored by and etc down the line um but all of this didn't exist previously so um i think in addition to the skills just the opportunity to uh tap into that whole network of of brand influencer style uh sponsorships gets really interesting too but back over to you lisa to keep this moving yeah and i know we're getting close to the hour so if anybody does have to drop um you know just say goodbye and uh i'd love to keep this conversation going if anybody can go over um, I would really like to talk about, you know, being a woman in this space. Um, and I'll share maybe some stats. We recently did a, a collector survey. Um, we had almost a thousand members of our community fill out the survey. And I was quite disappointed with the um, gender imbalance, I'll call it. Um, it was over 90% men. Um, you know, I don't think anybody's going to be shocked but it is disappointing and it's one thing that I really want to see start to change um, and one thing that I would love to hear everyone's opinions here on how do we how do we invite more women into this space um, some of the things I just picked up from what Rap was saying is like <laughs> you kind of just got to take a leap of faith and give it a go and you're going to find all of these amazing skills that you might not have even known you had but how do we convey that it really isn't that scary and you can come and just play in this sandbox and see you know which side of the sandbox you like playing in but i'd love to hear from you ladies yeah i'd love to chime in there just quickly um like by doing this these instances and these uh spaces uh, are exactly the way that I feel as a communicator can actually help share stories, right? Um, you know, share our experiences, but not just to comment and speak about it. As I really hope that someone in the audience like is listening and can relate to any part of my story or any part of of uh, any guest of the guest's story, um, and say, you know what, I can't relate to that little part there. And maybe I'll just give it a try. And that is like the best thing ever. That's how I got onboarded because I listened to a podcast that was from um, um, Chase Chapman. She is, the podcast is called The Other Side and, you know, speaking about DAOs and ownership. And I was like, mm, she's a girl and she's talking about all of this blockchain stuff. I was like, and she's not a developer or she is. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure. But um, when I've heard, you know, other women that even have uh, right uh, technical skills, which I really admire because um, um, that's not my field at all. But when I saw girls that worked in media, you know, marketing, uh, branding, uh, communications, PR, uh, apply that to all this new Web3 world, I was like, you know what? Maybe I could have a chance there. I could just try. This is what 
I know how to do if I could just, you know, take that leap of faith, as like you said, and, and go for it. So that, that clicked to me when I listened to someone else, when I was able to relate. So I think these are the instances that really help uh, onboard more women to this space. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Ornella. That sounds, um, I know me seeing Lisa talking a lot about Record Shop was uh, one of the ways that I felt like, oh, I'm seeing somebody who I can relate to who is like, super excited about NFTs and Web3 and blockchain in general. And um, I, as some of us who are really interested in the technology side of things, we might come earlier um, look actively looking for new channels and pathways to get our art out. But I think as we, it's still early, so maybe as more and more people release these creative ways of packaging art and music that um, other women would say, would notice and say, wow, you know, I have, I'd love to share my lyrics in a certain way or look, the community's interested in the gaming side of things. It's just like the possibilities are infinite in terms of getting our art published and our thoughts published so as more and more of people uh, like all these panelists um, can get their projects out I think men, men and women will notice that it is truly a creative outlet that we haven't had before so maybe that would be a magnet for people and like Nick you were mentioning what do people what have people been noticing on the platforms that they really want to see from artists and just in being part of these conversations, I've noticed that on Record Shop, there's this whole gaming element to it and that the collectors really love that. They love the, the journey of uh, collecting different pieces from a musician or artist over time. And then how do those pieces come together to create something new? And I know I have a lot of friends who are female who would just love that part of it, like tying together the things they create in a way that creates the next level of interaction with their fans. So um, it still feels really early and hopefully we'll see more, more girls interested in the, um, in the output, the different styles of output. I don't know, hopefully. I love yeah, the that thoughts. I, I just thought of an awesome idea for women of dance that I'm going to share with Lisa off chat, but I think there could be a, a really cool collection in your future. Yeah, I love it. And uh, Rap, since I know uh, you mentioned you know all of your tribe members, I'm curious just to know if that breakdown, if you do have more women who are following you, um, probably more than you know the 8% that we have, <laughs> uh, but we'd be just curious to hear and how I don't know, like as a, as a woman and since you do rely so heavily on your community, I would just love to hear um, your perspective on that. 
Well, when I look at all the analytics across all my social media, I would say my ratio is 80% to 90% men. So obviously, uh, you know, I look at the analytics and so my merchandise is catered towards men. Um, my YouTube show that I'm created, it, Playing With The Boys, is catered towards a more male demographic uh, because you have to look at those analytics. However, um, my teaching stuff and Music Tech Collective and what I'm teaching is very much geared towards women, uh, just born out of the frustration I had learning and how difficult it was for me to learn, uh, you know, all the sound design and everything. And it's just a continuous um, uh, learning experience. And I think that the interesting thing with the tribe, it's not that demographic. It's probably, I would say, 60% men and the rest is women. So it's interesting. What I, what I realize is that because I'm, I'm offering more personal uh, interaction with people, the, the women and I, that's a whole different thing then they join up because they know they're going to have zoom chats they're going to all sit especially the zoom chats with each other so you know we do a, we do a once a month zoom chat with everybody and then we do individual zoom chats through the month but they all get to sort of hang out with each other and i think uh, it's difficult because a lot of times when i've spoken to women who are learning about electronic music and my students because uh, i teach privately a lot of times they just like, for example, I'll, I'll give you an example. We were talking earlier about the DAO. What is that? Right? So so a woman might not ask what that is, whereas a guy has no problem asking what that is or looking in a manual and doing that. We're just wired a little bit differently, you know, because when we grow up, the guys are in the garage with, the, with their dads breaking things apart and the girls are not sort of, this is the older generation, right? So it's like what I'm finding is a lot of women who are just frightened of the technology of NFTs, who are just frightened of the technology of, um, you know, of sound design and making music. And, and uh, you know, that's why I created the Ableton course. Uh, that, that's almost like dummies for Ableton. Like, you know, so it's so simply done so that you can understand it without showing off about... And using big words and stuff. I know that sounds silly, but if, if someone doesn't understand the language and you say, so you turn the parameter, no one knows what that means. But if you say you're turning the knob and here's what we call it, a parameter, and, and then, then okay, then they start to get familiar with the, maybe because I was t taught piano, the Suzuki method, which is the theory later. And first you just get with the, uh, you know, the creativity side of it and you learn all about the reading later. But for me, when I'm explaining NFTs to someone, I just say to them, like, look, you know, imagine you ever hear your dad or mom talk about collecting baseball cards and, you know, people who collect stamps. And then I start from there <laughs> and I go into like this conversation about like what it really is like. And I've had people that are on my tribe who are in there, you know, just turned 50 and who have come back to me and God, my God, this is incredible. It's so much better than just buying a record on you know, wherever, I don't want to say a particular source because, you know, we all use all those platforms. But the point is, once people understand it simply, I think the way is to do a series. For me, I would love to do something where you do videos where you break it down and just make it simple. Because the problem is with this whole community is everybody sort of already knows what it's about. So anyone jumping into this Twitter conversation might already be put off because they go, I don't, I don't understand blockchain, blah, but you know, this, blah, I don't want to know. So it's, it's more about, I think, understanding that, that women have a different mindset to approaching technology. And I'm not saying that to be sexist. It's just, 
what it's what I've experienced myself as a woman and what my students and, and hundreds and hundreds of women that I've interacted with in my career have come to me and said, you know, it's really hard. Like you, you've had this amazing DJ experience. I'm like, no, hold on a minute. I was producing records before I was a DJ. So I was making coffee in studios and stuff. Like if you want to learn the product, if you want to be a success, successful artist, you know, there's YouTube, there's, there's courses. You've just got to, you've got to it's like training at the gym you've got to turn around and say okay there's a certain amount of pain i'm gonna lift these weights and then eventually you're like now i want a harder weight you know it's just getting your brain around it it's not that hard but once you've done that initial set of stuff whether it's videos whether you get everybody in this talk to do a series of like you know one after another little videos where they say you know today i'm making an nft let me show you how or today i'm uh, this is what an nft means you know <laughs> or this is what and, and i think if everybody started having more basic conversations about it and doing social media campaigns based around that I think it could encourage women not to be so uh, which is what I've been doing with my production so I don't know maybe that's just an idea I think collectively we could all do something to make it a little more simple because right now everyone I speak to about it goes oh yeah I don't want to know it's all about blockchain and they don't understand so that you know we've got to break that wall down and the way to break that wall down is to make it fun to make it interesting without making it too nerdy and and then get the nerdiness into it, if that makes sense. I love that. And I would like I would love to throw it over to Ornella to talk about sort of the education side and what just any findings you have been having. Obviously, even when you're creating education, you always have to be modifying it and changing it either based on the constant changing technology or based on feedback from the people who are trying to learn. So I'd just love to hear your perspective. Sure thing. Actually, uh, Bankless Academy, which is a project where I participate, um, really goes through this iterative um, iterative process where we uh, include the community in the creation of the lessons. So since, as you say, the space is so rapidly changing and new things are coming our way every single day, uh, we built these education uh, instances based on a decentralized uh, system, uh, always making the community participate, iterating, like, what is it that you would like to see? Is this useful to you or not? Um, where should we, you know, go deeper? Where should we just, you know, leave it there? Um, it's very interesting how decentralized education looks like. Uh, and it's, it's not possible without having the community involvement at all because or else it would be just replicating the same system all over again where we've been like during our lifetimes we've been like kind of uh, told okay this is what you need to learn and this is what you should do after you learn it through your life we're trying to you know build everything from the bottom up to help you thrive as an individual in what er whatever area you would like to uh, but it is a, a challenge to keep up with the space. So um, decentralized education really helps to um, really helps kind of uh, go through this flow a little bit easier, uh, engaging with the community. And at, at, at the same thing, at the same time, it's like relating to a to a learning process, whether it's from an individual or from a community that's creating educational content. Thank you. Um, I would just like to take a moment to invite anyone who is listening in, if you would like to come up and ask any questions or be a part of this conversation, sort of your experience. 
I think we'd love to hear from you as well. So just hit the request button. Um, and I'm going to take a page from Nick's notebook, even though we're kind of late on it. There's a the little blue plus sign at the bottom if you could hit plus and share and just talk about you know this conversation if you're enjoying it. Um, we'd love to have people tune in and listen to the recording later. Um, so really appreciate that. Uh, I think my... Next, what I would love to talk about is, you know, we talked a lot about collaborating with a purpose. Um, one thing that really has been interesting me lately, and I've been trying to dig in more to, and I'd love to hear from your point of views, um, the how Web3 differs from, you know, more traditional platforms. And I think we've already touched on that a little bit, but those profits really do go more directly to creators, people who are creating value rather than through these other third party, um, you know, more support systems. Uh, I would love to hear just any experiences that you've already had with that or uh, experiences you've had more in the more traditional sense. Cause I know Shafali, you've, you have released some more traditional content and you're just entering in web three. So you might not have that experience yet, but I'm just curious to hear cause uh, I do hear a lot of stories about from the male perspective, and I would love to hear it from just some women. Uh, I think that uh, if I can jump in, uh, one of the best things, one of the nicest days that I had was the first check I got from you guys. <laughs> and the reason I say that is I was so shocked because not because like, you know, I don't get paid. I do. I get paid and I do a bunch of things, but to actually get paid, it, you know, it's so different from digitally putting your music out on all these different platforms and Spotify and seeing that for YouTube, you get 40 cents for every thousand views. Like, you know, I just had a track that I put out on YouTube. I did a Kate Bush track that has caught some fire and it got something like 40,000 views in like five days. And, you know, that's nice. It's cool. I did it for the festivals and I gave it to my tribe. I gave it to everyone. I just made it and gave it to everyone. And, um, you know, it's like, 40,000 views, that's cool. And I was curious. I was like, I wonder how much money that is. And I just looked at the analytics. I was like, okay, 74 pounds. Hmm. And then you look at your record shop check and you're like, cheese sauce, rice. You know, that is the difference. That Imagine going on disc, uh, Discogs, right? The millions of people that are buying those old records and your old works and you're never getting paid for that. You're never getting paid. People are just constantly selling your works, reselling them, doing it, and you don't get a cut of that. And it wasn't until the lockdown that everybody realized how bad things were for artists because before the lockdown, everyone was touring. So no problem, right? No one was paying attention to Spotify um, uh, fees. No one was paying attention to the revenues that we're making off digital platforms. Now, because my life isn't based on touring and I just tour when I feel like it, my life is based on sync, film music, um, you know, doing different things, whatever, licensing, a lot of film music I do, a lot of stuff for gaming, things like that. But, you know, I, I didn't tour for 10 years and then I came back and three years ago started touring again. I was like, oh my God, it's really bad right now. This is like, the fees are so low and everyone's like, oh no, this is what it's like now. And then lockdown happened and I was like, man, this is crazy, you know? And everybody just lost their minds because they had no income. And then everybody turned their, their eyes and started focusing on all this other stuff and realizing how badly we're getting shafted. So I think the fact that you can make money off this, but also when it's resold, continue to make profit, 
every time it's sold on and traded. Because let's face it, guys, you know, we love what we do. Don't get me wrong. But I put in more, I don't know about you, Lob, I put in more hours a day than anybody does in a normal job. It, it, it's a 13 to 14 hour day easy. And, you know, and I love it and I'm obsessed with what I do and I'm into it. But it's a lot of work, a lot of stress, a lot of admin. And, you know, it's that iceberg effect, the one tent that you see, the social media stuff, the doing the, you know, Jesus Christ pose whilst you're DJing. That's all great, but that's one tenth of the iceberg, right? The nine tenths underneath is a completely different story. I was just on Discord just now letting people know that I'm on here and someone was like, hey, thanks for responding four months later. And they were laughing, you know, and it's, it's just like, you know, people don't understand that it's really difficult. So getting paid, is you should because if if in lockdown we all put tape over our face and said no music for anyone how would anyone have got through if it was just silent you know it is valuable what we do and we couldn't do it without you but at the same time i think there's been too much of a of a thing that happens where music is devalued and it's the soundtrack of your life and a lot of work goes into it. You're not paying for the track. You're paying for the years of experience and the hours of watching tutorials and all those things that you're putting into it. So I think that what makes this so incredible for me, apart from all the other stuff we've talked about, is that there's a value there. And especially in Record Shop, Paula will, will jump on the phone and help me no end. There is help. I, I texted Lisa before this and I was like, ah. Uh, is this video? Because I put my makeup on and she just laughed at me. And, you know, because I've never done Twitter spaces before. There's always someone to help you and there's always someone to help you make it good. And that's something I've never experienced before with any digital platform. I've never had the help. I've never had the support. I have never had it period. And I get that with this in, in troves and then to get a check and it'd be a wonderful check. Like you could have knocked me down with a feather and it makes you even more motivated to do great content, not just because of the check, but because of the support. So I just would like to say thank you for that, because that has made this so much more enjoyable. And I really appreciate it. it's really, really important that you guys know that that support structure is there, especially as women, um, the men uh, 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 and for the men. You know, it's the same thing for all of us. Ornella, please. I just quickly want to time in uh, to say thank you for the invitation. I got to hop out uh, to an, uh, another session. I really uh, enjoyed all the stories of all the great artists here, like DJ Rob, you're, you know, like a machine, right? Doing all the multitasking, all the different things in the voyage, uh, connecting with the community, She Frawley as well, and uh, um, Disco and the other guest. I can't remember her name yet, but Emma, uh, it's been great. Thank you, Lisa, for doing these instances and big kudos to all the record shop team. And yeah, we'll we'll keep following our journeys. Thank you. Thank you, Arnella. Thank you so much. It's been awesome hearing your perspective. Uh, everybody who's listening in now, tap on our profile and give her a quick follow. All right. Um, I think uh, I'll maybe pass it over to Shafali if she has anything to add, but um, maybe we might wrap up after that, unless we get any requests for questions to come up and speak. I think I have too much to add, so I'm just going to wait for the next opportunity. <laughs> but it's been so fun hearing everybody's perspective. And um, yeah, I'm excited because my tracks, which have been playing, getting plays all around the world, all around the world, 
but they amount to like a hundred dollars per every five years or something. So I'm excited to um, create. It's been awesome just creating all this, the illustration and the animation and everything that it finally has a home in Web3 and that um, I hope that I can encourage people just getting in or um, people not so sure if Web3 is worth the effort. Um, I hope it can be a good case study of someone who is not so mainstream, just early in the journey, but that there's many more opportunities to publish, you know, while we're trying to be these master craftsmen of music. You can do a lot um, over the years, and hopefully it's a good case study, and I'm excited to share more if I get a chance to. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right. Well, we're not getting any more requests, so I will start to wrap it up. Um, I think this has been a really great kickoff to our uh, Women of Web3 series. We are going to be doing another session same time next week. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, I want to just take some time to thank our uh, our other speakers today. Um, I just literally was sitting here with a huge smile on my face like for half the time so i just want to thank you so so much uh rap shafali emma and ornella uh all of your your thoughts where the space is what you're building in it it's just so important uh, to i believe it was ornella's point earlier just to see other women and what they're doing and to have these frank conversations of like, yeah, it's a fucking lot of work. <laughs> you know, it's not going to come unless you put in the time. And I don't, the thing that really excites me is I think there's a lot of women out there who aren't afraid of that and are ready to put in the time. They just need the green light to give it a go. And it's really not that hard to enter into. Um, so I hope that this is inspiring some women. It's definitely inspiring me to, uh, keep working and I loved honestly just hearing that feedback from rap that she appreciates when we just jump on a quick call and that that isn't something that she typically gets like that blows my mind it seems like such a simple thing for us to be able to do and um just to help each other out and take you know what were we on for five minutes just to get you all set up um you know it's simple <laughs> things like that work a GoPro not sure how Twitter spaces work <laughs> <laughs> yeah but now you're a pro now you know you can come in you don't even need your makeup <laughs> all right thank you uh again dj rap shafali arnella emma um if you haven't already make sure you go follow them everybody's uh, tagged in the tweet that was sent with this uh, i want to just thank everybody so much who is in the audience as well i see a lot of our um a lot of our community members from Record Shop. Stay tuned next time. Thank you, thank you. Lots of love. Thank you guys so much. Today was by far one of the most interesting and productive spaces. Uh, and I think just on, a, on like a personal note and also on behalf of Record Shop, uh, you know, when members of the team, especially Lisa, are on more like the business side of things, aren't artists, so they don't necessarily get the joy of like releasing an nft and like the the fan engagement with that um having these conversations 
uh, gives us all reason to be super optimistic and hopeful for the future and uh, really encouraging to hear everybody's positive thoughts around Web3 and, and just what, what is happening at Record Shop. Um, sometimes, you know, when you're building things, you get caught up in the weeds of that and don't get to see like the, the broader scope of everything. When you zoom out, it's kind of it's just nice to have these conversations and hear from you guys. So thank you for everything. Thanks for your support, too. We really appreciate it. And I think what you guys are doing with uh, Disco Fries is so interesting. Like, I've been studying you like a hawk. So I watch everything you guys do, and it's really wonderful. You're so creative. And uh, thanks a lot, Lisa. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. We'll, uh, we'll definitely chat and share some ideas offline. That'd be awesome. <laughs> See you later. Thank you. It's a wrap for everything. Lisa, Nick. Gareth, I think you're there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> hey, fam. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it informative and fun. To learn more about Record Shop, visit us at recordshop.com. That's R C R D S H P.com. <laughs>